Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Are Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me. I'm Father John. I am the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. I'm here with Mellow Mary. Oh, I know. You are like comatose. Wow. I, I need some. I just told Father John I needed some gas in my tank. So uh, full disclosure, we've been living in the air for the last set of days and this is the second day that we've been home, and I just feel like I'm recalibrating. And so I'm a little quiet, so I'm as if the Holy Spirit if you would feel fill like me sharp, with <laughs> sharp pinches. It's, a, it's the jab of my caffeine needle that I'm poking oh. you with. So uh, I'm asking the Spirit to send some fire in me. Oh, I know you got a lot of fire in you. So <laughs> um, actually, we want to talk about what we uh, just had a chance to witness, right? And, um, and give an encouragement and uh, perhaps an exhortation to all our brothers and sisters who were joining with us today. So what's our topic? Yeah, we do. Um, so our topic today is, do you want to be healed? Yeah. And I would I would suggest that's for you and me too, Father John. Like, like do we you implying that want I'm to be perfected? healed? <laughs> I have a lot of nerve. No. So, so before we press into this massive topic, um, why don't we just open with uh, uh, prayer, Father? Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we just uh, thank you for the gift of your son uh, who has come to bind the strong man and to defeat the powers of sin and death and to uh, not just give us the hope of abundant life in the future, but actually begin to uh, actualize that in our lives right now. Lord, help us to know that there is more even now, today, for each of us. And we just ask for your uh, Holy Spirit to break into our minds, our hearts, our bodies, uh, and to bring restoration uh, wherever you alone can see they most need it. So we just entrust this time to you right now. May our words be uh, a healing balm for those who most need it today. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. In the, the name, name of the, the Father, Father, and Son, and, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Beautiful prayer, Padre. Yeah, so we were just out on mission last week. Had a great chance to... Uh, really see some extraordinary things happen. You know, we'll, we'll, we won't say where we were just to protect the guilty, um, actually the innocent. Um, we, we just had a spectacular time with a bunch of parish or diocesan leaders, right? Maybe 120, 130? We had 160 folks from what I understand. So these are pastoral leaders um, in a diocese. And I think we had something like 30 plus school principals. Yeah, I think so too. There too. So yeah, it was, it was extraordinary. So we went out there and we, we've, we've worked in the diocese. And so we've, we spent some time with the priest there. We spent some time with the bishop. And so this was a chance just to to really kind of soak um, the chancery, right, the mm -hmm. pastoral center right. in some of the work that we do, uh, which is really just to give them a chance to, uh, to hear the gospel, uh, to respond perhaps anew or maybe for the first right. time for some of them to what it is that Jesus has done. Uh, and then you just crushed it uh, in the second day when you, you do this um, retreat on healing. Uh, which we want to unpack a little bit, uh, but I just want to honor you for uh, the way you let the Lord uh, use you. The, the image that I have oftentimes is um, actually this was the, the image that came to mind as we were praying for that for mm -hmm. you that day was was like uh, you were all in your scrubs, like a physician's assistant standing next to Jesus, and and all the people who were present there uh, it was kind of like underneath a, a tent, like a mash unit in a war, and they were all in their own little individual bays, and Jesus was about to go from you know, bay to bay to bay, and you're all scrubbed up, and you looked at, at the Lord and said, do you want a mask? And he kind of looked at you and said, no, I don't I don't need a mask. I don't I don't get sick. I make mm -hmm. the sick well. 
I thought that was such a such a, a powerful image and very much in keeping with the image that I had that that um, that the father wanted to do divine surgery that yeah. day and and, and and back to something that you said earlier um, and I know this is what you meant but the spirit came in power and it's the spirit of the living God that crushed it that day and broke into people's lives and what we've learned over, over um, the last couple years in this mission is he wants to use us of, as agents of recreation and restoration and agents uh, rescued, you know, rescuing people. And I think in this particular context, uh, God in his goodness used me perhaps as an agent of healing. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. not perhaps he did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, clearly all the yeah. glory goes to God. Yeah. I don't want you to steal anything from him, but no. uh, thanks to you for letting him use you. Yeah, so I mean. Beautiful. Without sounding formulaic, because we don't have a program, but we do think there's right. a rhythm to the work that we do. And so when we go in, especially when we want to lead uh, leaders on a retreat, the first day is just a chance to soak in the gospel. And the, go the goal of that day is, um, is to hear the gospel proclaimed, to be overwhelmed again, to respond anew, to surrender to Jesus, to entrust ourselves to God. And, and really coming out of that is is just deep, unshakable confidence in the Lordship of Jesus. In other words, kind of an understanding that the Lord is not just kind. He, he's, mm. he's Lord, right? He's unconquerable. But then we shift the very next day into this day of healing because this is what happens. So we we uh, we hear the, the Lordship of Jesus and we got this confidence. But for almost everybody, including me, right? We hear things like that. And then the initial question, especially if you're working in ministry is, huh, I don't think I should be here. <laughs> like I got some serious wounds in my life. I got some serious struggles in my life. I got, you know, I'm not all that yet. I'm not all together. I still, uh, I still have whatever it is that I'm battling. And so the second day, which you lead, or you mm -hmm. let the Lord uh, mm -hmm. do through you, is kind of like, okay, so the Lord isn't just kind, but he is kind. And so we can approach him now yes. with our wounds, and we can ask him to work in us and to, to, to begin to experience, even now in the present, Jesus's rescue that we heard about the day before. Yes. That's who he is. He's the rescuer right. from the powers of sin and death. But now we want to like, that wants to happen now. God wants to do that right now. He wants to rescue us right now. Not fully, of course, because that's only going to happen when uh, the Lord comes back and makes everything perfectly right. But even now, he can, he can heal my mind. He can heal my heart. He can heal my body uh, in the ways that he sees fit. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the third day, now we're finally able, after looking at who Jesus is, at recognizing nobody is disqualified because the Lord's mercy endures forever and his healing power is extraordinary now finally mm -hmm. we can talk about so what's the mission so the first day we heard jesus's mission come and bind the strong man deliver us from sin and death get his world back second day we experience that happening in us it's not complete obviously it's an ongoing process it's beginning the work and now we can talk about we are to be agents uh, in his hands to continue the mission that he began on Easter Sunday and that he will bring to completion on uh, his glorious return, right? Absolutely, Father John. Um, and, you know, going back to something that you originally said, you know, so you hear the gospel proclaimed in power 
And then, but, but the enemy still has sown a bunch of lies into our, our minds. You know, he has our ear, you know, that we're disqualified, that we can't step into the call, step into the purpose, step into the plan that he has for our lives. And, um, and that's where we just really pray into the desire for more freedom, not only to fall in love with Jesus Christ, but to fall in love with getting free, falling in love with getting, uh, stepping into freedom. And um, I think one of the quotes that that has long been a favorite of mine that we shared when we were there, and it's the one from uh, Pope John Paul II, when he says that we're not the sum of our weaknesses. Mm. You know, we're not the sum of our failures. Mm. Rather, we're the sum of the Father's love, right? And so we invite people to step into that. And at the end of the day, what we're hoping that that uh, we're helping men and women do is to step into their their identity, their true, authentic identity. So let's just linger with that quote a second, because that just kind of came out of your mouth so smoothly. But I think that the tragedy for most people is they do think that they are the sum of their failures, Absolutely, right? I mean, that's how do. the enemy tries to to define us is you are, you are identified by your sin. Absolutely. Right? And That's whereas right. you, you remind us all that, no, you're identified by name. By name. Not by That's your right. sin, right? That's, That's exactly right. Jesus, uh, the father calls us by name. The enemy calls us by our sin. And so, you know, we often talk about in Acts 29, the need to have um, uh, renewed mindsets. Mm. I think in a particular way, this is where the mind becomes crucial. We have to have a renewed mind about who we are. Right. And and the, and and I think sometimes we live in this this diminished capacity, uh, where where the enemy has set up strongholds and we operate narrowly in this diminished life. And as you said in your prayer, Father, so beautifully, God wants to give us. I mean, God is a God of more. Mm. And if we don't allow God to come in and set us free from those strongholds, if he does, if we don't allow Him, um, invite Him into a place and show. Um, our wounds to him, we're going to end up being stuck. And God doesn't want us to be stuck. He wants us to be free. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just pause for a second, because I think the way you do this day is so powerful. And it, I know this will be helpful for many people right now. So you begin by, I, I kind of end the first day oftentimes with a reflection on uh, the reinstallation of St. Peter, if you will. So we just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have people linger on the fact that um, that Jesus in John 21 builds a charcoal fire, which, oh, by the way, just only happens one other place in the whole Bible, which is three chapters before that where Peter mm-hmm. denies Jesus. So in other words, it's like the Lord intentionally builds this, invites Peter to come to it so as to know, Peter, I've seen what you've done and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not like it's no big deal, but it's okay. Like you're not disqualified. In other words, like, Peter, when I called you, to follow me. I already saw that moment where you denied me. I still called you. Amen. So you're not disqualified. So you Amen. you do a beautiful reflection on that. And then you do, so I think you do, that was Peter, this is me. And then you give this really powerful, very vulnerable reflection on your own life, just where Jesus has worked in you, not only the healing uh, of your cancer, um, but really the, the healing that the Lord did internally in you as you went through that experience. And then you set up, after looking at Peter, looking at you, then you invite people 
to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And you do it through the lens of that really powerful scene in John chapter five, from which we get the, the title of the uh, the episode this week, Do You Want to Be Healed? Right. Just talk about that, will you? John five. Oh my gosh. So, um, so you have the scene in John chapter five of Jesus walking um, to the pools in Bethesda. And I'm going to say this and I, and, uh, and I hope I'm right. I believe I, I believe Bethesda means house of mercy. Mm. And so God steps into Bethesda, the author of mercy, mercy himself to extend mercy and healing to the man who's been laying at the pool for 38 years. Yeah, so he's been Wait, crippled for 38 years. He's been years, crippled huh? for 38 years. He's been lying there waiting for someone to put him in this pool that he believes is going to bring him healing and restoration and wholeness. And Jesus approaches the man who's been lying there, paralytic, 38 years, and poses the question that Jesus poses to each and every one of us. And that's, do you want to be healed? Which, let's just stop, sounds like such an asinine question. Yeah. Right? I mean, but here's it, a guy who's been sick for, you know, longer than some of the people listening have been alive, 38 years, do you really want to be well? But it's not at all an asinine question, is it? No, because sometimes, I mean, I can only speak for myself, sometimes um, we befriend our wounds and we hang out there. And it can can almost be um, our excuse for why we're not a better man or a better woman today. So so we kind of take on that self-pity and, and you know, Father Johnny, I also think um, to step away and really ponder that question, um, do you want to be healed? Like that's going to require change for you and for me and for all of us. And change comes hard. But Jesus makes it very, very clear in that gospel passage that this pool can't help you. Only I can. And so do you desire that? Because that's what the Father desires for us. He desires us to be healed and to made and to be made whole. Yeah, you, you do just a beautiful job of just uh, inviting people to go and pray with that passage to get into the scene. As we close today, we'll maybe like uh, offer some practical things to do that with. So the first goal of this day is really just to to let the Lord ask that question of us. And so we would we would suggest He's asking that question of us now. Right. Like, now. do you do you really want to be healed? And uh, that's going to take some reflection. But there's a second goal, too, because it's it's not mm-hmm. just about me getting better, right, becoming well. It's also about, it's about you and me going out on mission, right? So Amen. as we yeah. experience his rescuing taking place in us, we also want to understand that Jesus sends us before we're perfected. Otherwise, we'd never go anywhere. Absolutely. To continue his work of healing in the world. And there's a couple uh, couple passages that come to mind, one's in scripture and one's from a, a prayer that I know is a favorite of yours and mine. So you remind us, and then we, when we do clarity on the missions, we talk about one of the things Jesus sends us out in order to do is to be agents of healing. Mm-hmm. And so we look at that passage in Luke 10, right, mm-hmm. where Jesus sends the 72 into the, the various villages where he intends to go. And one of the things he says to them is, when you enter into a town, heal the sick in it. And I'm always struck by this because the Greek, it's an imperative. It's, it's a, a command. command. Like, yeah. hey, guys, you're going to go in. There's going to be some sick people. Mm-hmm. I command you to heal the sick. He's not like, suggesting that, oh, and by the way, if you've got some time, if you think about it, you may want to do X. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, what? how in the world can I do that? 
And the, the, the reason we can do that, right, is because Jesus doesn't just send us, he equips us because Jesus has defeated the power of evil, even though it's still lurking around, right? He, he is Lord. Mm-hmm. And so though it is not consummated yet, his right. victory, uh, that will only happen when he returns. It has begun. And so because it has begun, like, you know, Jesus gives us authority mm-hmm. to, to tread on serpents, right? To undo the enemy's corruption in the world. And where that corruption is most profoundly experienced by many of us is the wounds that we have in our lives. Isn't that a mighty call? Even as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about that, I mean, that just kind of makes me sit up. My back gets really upright. I'm going, oh, yes, like that's a mighty call. Send me, Lord. Use me in any way that you can. Absolutely. Which which brings me to that uh, prayer. I know a favorite prayer of yours and mine both Mm. is uh, the Anima Christi prayer, which many people pray. Right after communion at Mass, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so soul of Christ, sanctify me, body of Christ, heal me, you know, water flowing from the side of Christ, wash Wash me clean, blood of Christ, inebriate me. But there's a line Mm -hmm. in that prayer where it says, within your wounds, hide me. And that that does not mean, hey, Lord, put me inside your wounds and protect me from all the bad things happening in the world. Instead, it means wherever you're hurting right Mm -hmm. now, Lord, which Mm -hmm. is to say wherever your body is hurting, wounded, broken, in need, bleeding, place me there. That's beautiful. Like use me as a a healing, soothing balm. It's almost like a cotton ball that's been Mm -hmm. soaked in the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and I'm the cotton ball, Mm -hmm. you know, and he wants to just place me ever so delicately into those around me mm-hmm. that I know are hurting right now. And you know, Father John, um, I think we talked about this too when we were uh, doing mission last week, is that oftentimes God puts people in our path who are suffering in a way that we have suffered, mm-hmm. who have been wounded in a way that we're wound. And so God invites us to comfort them as we have been comforted, like nothing in our lives is lost. And I was right. praying this morning um, for a dear woman in my life who um, has her own unique set of struggles in her family. And she's taken those struggles and she ministers to other people from, from, from those struggles. Right. So all the work of healing that God has done in your life and my life and in all of our lives, he wants to use that so we can be agents of compassion and mercy and healing and hope and walk with them. Yeah. Amen. Bear with them. Amen. So two real practical things to take away from this. Huh? Um, I know you're excited to mention the first one. So what, what can I do with this? How, how do I take all this and, and kind of like make it real for my life? Right. So it's no secret we're uh, big fans of The Chosen. and the um, Chosen? The Chosen. So The Chosen is the okay. internet series, right, um, on the life of Jesus. Um, you've heard us talk about it uh, a lot of times if you're new to the podcast. Um, download the app on your on your you smartphone. You met Jonathan Rumi. I did. Yeah, you I a did. It was great. It was such a and and then had the opportunity to pray with him. Like, yeah, like can we just pray with you? And he was so humble and received. That was a blessing for us. And I pray it was a blessing for him. But anyway, in the second season of The Chosen, in the fourth episode. They do a beautiful job of unpacking that biblical story, the New Testament story in John 5, of the healing of the man at the pool. And I have watched it countless times. It is like this Ignatian way to pray. Like all of a sudden now, as I teach on this 
um, story, um, I now see Jesus and what he's doing um, as he steps into that scene. So I always invite you guys um, to watch that episode, place yourself in the scene, place yourself in the role of the character named Jesse, who's been lying by the pools for 38 years, and ask the Lord to show you where you are most in need right now, here and now, and ask the Lord for the courage to say yes, respond yes when you hear Jesus ask you, do you want to be healed? Mm, great. Yeah, I can, I'm, right? I'm eager to go back to that uh, immediately. I think we're getting on a plane later and uh, I'm going to try to watch that <laughs> while I'm on the in the air. I could watch that episode uh, oh, all day so long. Powerful, every day. So first watch right? that and, and just let the Lord do whatever he does. You know, it's funny. I just had a conversation with a young girl the other day about the imagination and she, she admitted what I know is true for so many people. Like I, I've always been taught not to use my imagination when I pray. And I'm like, no. It's a gift. Yeah. And I think for so many people, because we've used our imagination for sin, um, we're fearful of it. But no, God gave the imagination, use it. So watch the scene and then just just put everything away and ask the Holy Spirit, I want to get into the scene now and just take me there and let yes. me see Jesus come up to me and ask me those questions and then let me respond. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Second thing, simply, let's just ask the Lord today, Jesus, to whom are you sending me so that mm -hmm. I can be an agent of healing? Let me be that cotton ball who's been soaked in your precious blood and place me ever so delicately into the wound of my husband or my wife or my son, my daughter, a friend who might be hurting right now so that I can, mm. uh, despite all my brokenness, be an agent of healing. Mm. And in the meantime, do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this. 